Ludwig on last week. Attorney, bassist, election observer, a brilliant man. It was a super long episode for us, but I love that we have that option, and you'll see more of Al. I think he's a friend and a, and a really invaluable sort of uh, mind to have on tap here at the uh, the show. Um, Al's really funny to me. Uh, Joe, you can hear me okay over there? Mm-hmm. Al's really funny to me. He's like a sense of humor, sure, but like uh, he's easily one of the smartest dudes I've ever met. He's easily one of the smartest friends I have and most successful. Probably like second down on the list, though, right? Yeah, oh, he's yeah, he's way up there, but Joe's always been my number one guy. <laughs> yeah. How was your... Uh... But here's the thing. When you spend enough time and you play music with somebody, you start to kind of figure out that they're not perfect, right? Like, he is obviously very articulate and enjoyable. He's like a superhero. He's, you know, a adjunct professor of law. He's a partner at a very prolific law firm, but he's not perfect. He has tastes that are questionable. It's really great when you get to play like music with someone, you gradually get a peek into their like musical impulses, which come from a really organic and authentic place that's really out, out of context, right? It's like peering into like a, a truer version of yeah. that person. And he's got some... like I mentioned, he's very gifted and experienced, but he <laughs> was one law school application away from being the original bassist in Puddle of Mud. Oh, wow. Puddle of fucking mud. Not Nickelback, not even somebody with the platinum hits to survive the critique. Puddle of fucking mud. He will post grunge your ass so fast. He's from Kansas City, and he was, you know, got referred to, oh, there's this band that needs a bass player. And he said, you know, I think I'm going to go to law school instead. The rest is history. But just so you know, I mean, he's not all... He's not all just brilliance and class. What are you looking at? You got like a lot of soda on the ceiling. It's like dripping off. (laughs) Earlier when I threw the can at you? Yeah. A lot of liquid. I just, you know, so expect to see more from Al. But don't let him come in here and swindle you and let you think that he's got all the answers. Because he also plays bass. PSA, somebody, anybody, please go work at McDonald's. Jesus Christ, Joe. (laughs) They slipped me an apply today brochure in my bag this morning. I'm not joking. I can't make this shit up. Seriously, here's what happened. Today was really, really hard. I, I don't care what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing, but what are you really doing? McDonald's needs you, right? This morning was so bad. The lady that I spoke to at the box and then paid and got my sodas from, we're all one lady. Wow. The same lady. Wow. And somewhere in there, she also had the time at 6.30 in the morning to (laughs) slip in and apply today (laughs) brochure into my bag with my apple fritter, (laughs) which is excellent, by the way. It's like an apple pie donut or something. It's great. It's a fat little Debbie. Please go work at McDonald's. Um, Also, while we're on the subject, to my NSA caseworker, the guardian angel of all my metadata, if that person is out there, please try to estimate the total number of McChickens I have eaten, at least in my adult life. I need that number. Go into my metadata. Go into the Morgan Freeman, Christopher Nolan, Batman sphere of my metadata and try to figure out. I know I ate five in one sitting once, but I want to know how many I've eaten ever. (laughs) Five? 
Yeah, I told myself I was getting him to bring to this party, but I ate them all before I got there. <laughs> like Update. My Walgreens is no longer boarded up. Last week, we talked about my local pharmacy being completely boarded up since the week before the election, but uh, those barriers have been eradicated, and they have surrendered to the horde, and they will allow themselves to be eaten by their own zombie grandchildren. Walgreens is open for business. Yes, you can clap for that. Uh, Mario Lopez was the buff candy, the young Latin gentleman that we couldn't place from Baywatch. We talked about Baywatch last week. Oh! And uh, it was Mario Lopez. We couldn't place him because he wasn't in season one of Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also made headlines recently because he's going to be Colonel Sanders. I couldn't. That's so crazy. I seriously dug into it probably for an hour trying to confirm that it was real because that it guy? felt so surreal. <laughs> So, and he's also since been canceled because he said something on somewhere about how uh, parents shouldn't encourage their their trans children. So he's been smote by the non-binary order of celebrity cancellations. Aww. And, uh, he, you know, I think they're still going to do the Lifetime movie. They may have already shot it. I, I don't really know how anything works. He was such a good man. We don't know anything about him. He probably wasn't. Oh. But on Baywatch, cool girl. <laughs> he could watch a bay. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> COVID is out of control, Joe. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, is the flu, is it, is the flu really as bad? Is it really 9-11 every year with the flu? Does the flu, it's 9-11 every fucking day right now. Like 3,000 people died in the attacks on 9-11. Yeah. And I think 3,000 people a day die here right now. Every day. Every 9-11 was once. We talk about it every year. I'm crawling through bodies just getting to work in the morning. It's crazy. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, if you can still hear me, make peace with your God and do what you need to do to feel safe because this shit is whack out here. The school shit is so whack. Teachers are going back on quarantine. Rural school districts have outsourced their virtual instruction, making it 100% asynchronous and completely overwhelming to normal children mm. or even normal college students as joe and i were talking about before we cut on air is that it's so hard to learn something important on your own right mm. yeah i think we can all agree uh to some extent uh i was talking to a mom who has ms and literally cannot risk the viral load she can't send her kids to school because if they bring it home to her she will die mm. uh you know um and her virtual schooling option is completely outsourced and impersonal, and it's a mess. And, I mean, it's a shit sandwich. She either has to send her kids into a COVID denial environment, um, because her county is largely just not with the mask game, mm-hmm. or she has to fucking uh, try to help them with algebra remotely. It's just not, it's not with it. It's not where it's at. <clears throat> My grandfather just passed away. Uh, really great dude. And uh, I already miss him a lot. And I'm very grateful that he's no longer suffering. And it's been a real transition of peace for him and, and my family. Uh, you know, and uh, I got to spend plenty of time with him. And I'm really at peace with that relationship and, and whatnot. And uh, there was a lot of love there. And he was a really positive influence on my life. Going into his home since he passed away, he was obviously preparing for something. Right. 
he was uh without having to go into details seriously it's like a bunker in there it's just above ground and it's the food and the water and the ammunition and the toilet paper my grandmother is a very safe individual right now and i don't know exactly what he thought was going to happen but she's going to buy a love seat and she's going to start reviewing movies for tiktok that's what i told her to do it's going to be really great i just spoke to her this afternoon and uh i think my grandfather was preparing for some kind of a civil war very much in a defensive capacity i don't think he wanted to go anywhere he was immobile um in the last year or so mostly uh, and we can joke all day about alt-right media and doomsday preppers, but my grandfather was not frivolous. He's been spending thousands of dollars a year stockpiling resources, at least for the last couple of years, maybe a lot longer. And why would a guy who hates wasting money start investing in ammunition and canned food and cans of water, like long-term storages of water? And you know, I saw him just days before he passed, totally lucid. We had a lovely conversation. He was very happy to see me. I was, um, they were, they had something in their house that I needed, just a refill of something. I couldn't even remember. Um, and he's always been crazy, but he was not demented, right? He was not, his judgment was not chaotic in the, in the end. And uh, so just reflecting on what, okay, so always saving money his whole life because they used to be actually poor, like genuinely without money when when they were young and starting out and so why is he spending all this money on ammunition that he can't shoot at the target range because he can't get there and he did spend all day there with all you know i mean it just the amount of it just doesn't make sense it's obviously not a recreational impulse and his wisdom and his uh, observations led him to nest up and plan to totally hunker down. And if that doesn't tell you that we've lost like something in the way of our quality of life in this country, I don't know what else you need. It's really crazy out here right now. I mean, I had to get, I was totally freaked out. I worked with a guy earlier today on a sketch for his, uh, we have a guest today, hopefully. Um, and uh, I was meeting with our, with our guest working on something else. And uh, you know, just had the, the fear that goes in that normal stuff is just psychotic. It's just really nuts. Joe, I mean, I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. Like a week and a half. I mean, how are you hanging in there, buddy? Pretty stressful. Really? You look good. <clears throat> yeah, I was, uh, I think the only thing that got me through the rest of the semester was the McRib is back and, um, my tutors, which I'm shouting out to you guys. You guys are really great. Yeah, it was very, it's very, I mean, I'm, yeah, we're, I'm literally teaching myself this whole thing. And it's very, I'm very sad yeah. and tired and depressed. Cyberpunk 2077 is the game of the week. The uh, level of character customization looks really crazy, but we definitely need more penis options. Mm -hmm. There's like five presets for Dick, apparently only one vagina and no scaling of features. We have preset pubes. Are you fucking kidding me? All presets. There's like five dicks. The fuck? It's not even six dicks. It's not it's five dicks. <laughs> oh. And I just think if you enable that level of customization, you need to go full hog. You know what I mean? You need to go, I want to dial in the D. My wife and I just ordered these new high powered PCs which is part of the change in setup you're probably witnessing unfolding right now. Full soda can. And 
a big part of that is the graphics card. I got this really nice graphics processor. Wow. And you're telling me I can't dial in the D? I want my dick. I want my way on my futurist cyberpunk ideal guitar. I want to dial in the dick. You're you're holding me hostage. You're going to let everyone plan to customize their dick, and then you're not going to give them the keys. Doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? Like a code? You want to code in? No, I don't want to code it. I just want to be able to scale some of the features like you could do with your nose or your eyebrows. Like like veins? or That's not a bad idea. Dicks have veins. Did Joe, did I actually explain to you why I don't like having pool water in my hair? I think for the past two weeks it's come up that I was in a pool with Eric Greitens, but it was gross. You have a lot of pool stories. Well, and here's the thing, because there's a lot of anxiety around pools for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm emotionally repelled, like as if pool water was urine. Once it's on me, like I feel like it's already urine. You okay. know, if that makes any sense. Like if I swim, which is rare, I have to go wash my hair immediately afterwards. I don't like the chemicals in pools. I don't like the mystery of natural bodies of water, even if they're pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty germaphobic. Like e- even pre-COVID, I've been pretty germaphobic. Really? Yeah, I know I don't uh, people with hair don't usually look germaphobic, but I really don't like having stuff on my hands. I've always been kind of weird about sharing Same. drinks or food. Mm-hmm. And we talked last week about how hard it was for me to have Eric Greitens' pool water touching my own pool water. And I don't I feel like I left that underexplained. I feel yeah. like I don't I feel like I didn't explain enough what my hang up might be with the pool. Yeah. And so here's the deal. And I haven't figured out for my dad where this was exactly yet but i snorkeled up on a turd in a lazy river as a kid <laughs> i snorkeled up on a turd in a lazy river i was at a southern water park probably florida because i know we took a couple trips there but it could have also been kansas city or southern missouri somewhere near springfield or something or yeah, even arkansas really that's some florida but um <laughs> literally but regardless, we're having a great day. There's a wave pool. There's like a wet jungle gym situation. Uh, there's a swim up bar and there's a lazy river. And I'm floating through this giant lazy river that goes all the way around like two of these other features and like figure eights in the middle. And, you know, I'm snorkeling along and I'm sitting there and and uh, and I'm looking uh and there's something floating along with all the inner tubes and, and whatnot. Oh, no. And I go to swim up on it to see, what is that? Somebody lost like a, like a something. And it's, I don't have to touch it, but I get close enough to know that that's a fucking turd. And it doesn't matter that I don't touch it because it's a fucking turd that slipped out of some kid's fucking swim diaper. And it's water is already touching my water. It doesn't matter that I don't pick it up because it's, too late because the the microbials have already <laughs> and so i've never really recovered from that oh. <sighs> snorkeled up on a turn <sighs> you swim a lot joe no not much but did you ever snorkel up on a turd? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I have not. Um, so I link I started linking some shit here because I feel like it's been so long since we actually got to talk because our last episode was, you know, um so exciting and so much there was so much that we did get to so many things. 
I got some stuff here. Joe and I were talking about this. We kind of mentioned this a lot on this show. This show is very much about, um, you know, schools, uh, because that's kind of my working experience, and it's a, it's a microcosm of culture that I get to witness. AP uh, put out an article on December 6th saying schools confront off-the-rails number of failing grades. First report cards of the school year are arriving with many more Fs than usual in a dismal sign of the struggles students are experiencing with distance learning. They go on to explain that uh, at least this lady was speaking for Oregon, but they're having record numbers of failing grades across all grades, across all school settings because of the COVID limitations. And just, I mean, nobody has ever had to teach like this before. So there's no institutional memory for a lot of these restrictions or these uh, precautions. Aliens, Joe. Former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist and Trump knows about it. But a galactic federation has been waiting for humans to reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships really are. What is he saying? Okay, so former Israeli space security chief has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward by saying that Earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a galactic federation. The unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not yet ready. This is from Hamashid. Uh, I'm going to just butcher that name. Former head of Israeli's defense ministry's space directorate. So she was like their space lady. She was Mrs. Space of Israel. Mrs. Harrell. So there is an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. We signed a contract with us to do experiments here. What? That's what she is saying. They've been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and space travel spaceships are. What? She did. Uh, the White House and Israeli official did not immediately respond to NBC News's request for comment. Spokeswoman for NASA said one of the agency's key goals was the search for life in the universe, but that it had yet to find signs of extraterrestrial life. So conflicting reports from pretty credible sources or from equally credible sources, I should say, if nothing else. Joe, I know you you don't have patience for my alien talk, but here's the trying. deal. I was just trying. Here's the deal. <laughs> the technocrats are hoarding the resources and collapsing the mainstream system so they can leave us all behind. We're all a bunch of mouth breather, beta, wage slave cucks. Oh. They're going to leave us in the dust, and they're going to earn a seat at the table with the Galactic Federation. Yeah, it's going to be Kim Kardashian. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what the Israeli space chick is saying, that Joe. Is so crazy. This is the literacy crisis in our country, people. I read you half the article, and you still didn't know what I was trying to tell you. I was, well, I... But that's the thing. The right. It's just like in um, that Keanu movie where he's the alien. Yeah. Um, the Day Wayne. the Earth Stood Still, oh. where he's like, bro, we there's a bunch of us that are from planets, bro, and you guys have a planet, and you can't mess it up, so I'm going to turn all the lights off, baby girl. And that's what he did. Man, so don't, 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 don't. Not a sponsor. 
Lion's Choice and LaCroix. The one on all is... You didn't bring me a Diet Coke. I didn't get my King Beef and Swiss. I don't know what you want from me. Oh, yes. Have you heard about the tiny um, the tiny house community they're putting up in the trap? Yeah. <laughs> Bro! I like the streets that it's I on. love when people see this and they say, oh, tiny house community for the homeless begins taking shape in North St. Louis. I love that. We just talked about this last week. Have you been up there? Right. Have you been to... This is just north of downtown. This is much closer to downtown than the area I was describing last week. But St. Louis has received its first set of tiny homes. Small residences built to shelter homeless people in the city. This happened on Monday. Mayor Lida Crosums announced the plan in November, saying the community would provide safe shelter and compassionate care for homeless individuals. That's a big if on the compassionate care. I'm hoping <laughs> it's not just a bunch of shoeboxes <laughs> with a bunch of schizophrenic people who get knifed to death by other schizophrenic people who need meth and heroin. I'm hoping that's not the case. It's at the old RV park. Wait, so what happened to the RV people? The RV park's been abandoned for years because nobody wants to bring an RV to North St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lord God, help me, child. <laughs> uh, it's at North Jefferson and Martin Luther King Drive. I'm going to put 50 tiny houses. Up. Why is that funny? No, it's not. It's not. I just North Jefferson and MLK <laughs> Drive, 50 tiny houses. No, it's not They're going to get a bed, a desk, a chair, a shelving unit, heat, and air conditioning. Fuck it. Sign me up. Yeah, I know, right? Sign me up. <laughs> All I need is a box of protein shakes. And a large caliber handgun. That would be the real scandal, is if, like, a number of, like, people from the If a county... bunch of the people that work for fucking GSI or whatever is up there, what's the geospatial... I don't know. There's an intelligence agency Let's up there, up. I think, that's building a place in, up in the hood. GSI. STL. It's, like, geospatial something, um, but it's an intelligence agency. They have a headquarters here of some kind. Wouldn't that be hilarious if it was a bunch of young professional Ge geographic services announces expansion geographic services no that's not who i'm talking about not gsi it's geospatial something it doesn't matter okay but I would, yeah joe that'd be fun if it was supposed to be homeless people and the news goes there and it's a bunch of yuppies <laughs> yeah. with their suspenders and they're like you know in front of their tiny homes reading books with their masks on tiktok tiktoking they're tick they're yeah <laughs> in my in tiny window. house yeah. i'm in a tiny house my house is small i got a tiny house uh. community pleads for delay and decision to close st louis schools parents and teachers want more time to fight against closure of public schools according to questions aimed at st louis public school leaders on tuesday in a virtual meeting with about 600 viewers. The school board are set to vote next Tuesday, I believe that's this coming Tuesday, on a proposal to close 10 schools and convert Carnahan High School in the Dutchtown neighborhood to a middle school. It's a gut-wrenching, heartbreaking situation to be in, but we do owe a quality education to every one of the kids in our district, and this is one option to be able to do that. This has long been coming, right? As enrollment numbers have dropped so drastically in the city over the last 20 or 30 years. But they yeah, going? they're talking about closing like 12 schools. 
Is this in your no? Your the proposal charter. would close Clay, Dunbar, um, Farragut, Ford, Hickey, and Monroe Elementary Schools, Fanning Middle School, and Cleveland Naval Junior ROTC, Northwest, and Sumner High Schools. I think my grandfather went to Cleveland High School. I don't know if that's the same Cleveland High School. The original Cleveland High School in Dutchtown closed in 2006. I answered my own question. Uh, oh, okay, so of the 11 schools, Carnahan High School has the highest enrollment with only 323 students. That is a tiny, tiny high school. There are 128 students at Clay Elementary in the Hyde Park neighborhood, blah, blah. So this is getting into the weeds, but this is a problem here. Um, in St. Louis, that we talked about before, the exodus from the public school system, especially in the city. Uh, and that's part of what's kept the city and the county so separate is the school issue. And it's a big part of my history. You know, if I had either fit in better in Catholic school in kindergarten or if, you know, the school system was different, I would have gone to school in the city of St. Louis, where I originally, you know, uh, am from. But that's just not the option that um, works for my family at the time. So, you know, <clears throat> God is good. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be really interesting. It'll affect my employment, or it won't, which would be good news, I guess, assuming, you know, the goal is to retain, uh, I don't know, because, I mean, hopefully we'd get some, we'd be able to service some of those kids, but it's hard to know. <laughs> it's hard to know. Now, Joe, I don't know if I had you look into this or not. This is a terrible thing my brother put on my radar he wanted us to look into. They put this that, on the show. That, um, ten, uh, Tentacle hentai started with Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Now, what is it? What is what? What is uh, that thing you just said? Tentacle hentai. Uh, hentai is Japanese animated pornography. Hmm. And uh, uh, famous, famously known for occasionally involving, you know, illustrated tentacles in a sex act. Not something I, I am a, you know, big subscriber to. Yeah. The subreddit for this is called Goddamn Archduke. Mm -hmm. So the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand apparently led to the rise of tentacle hentai half a century later. So they're referring to that, not so much that he had an influence on it directly as so much as I'm not reading all this. So what had happened mm -hmm. was he was murdered. Assassinated. Assassinated. And then, for whatever reason, they had to illegalize, illegalize um, porn. And I think... As, oh, so the... Yeah. So, the... Yeah, the prohibition of more typical pornography yeah, developed to, into a, a need for alternative forms of animated... Okay, gross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Joe, you and I talk about this a lot. And I feel like... If our guest, uh, hentai, no, 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 not hentai. This next topic, oh. I feel like we're going to come back to that because I don't care enough right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like there's a lot of back and forth in our workforce. Like, I feel like a lot of businesses and their employers are or employees are at odds on a really like key level about really essential issues because of how strained businesses are financially and how underappreciated or undersupported or underpaid the employees typically feel. And it's all smoke and mirrors shielding us from the real criminality and abuse that's happening at the top or at best the unintentional pressures of our employment structures. Uh, it's really hard to know 
I don't know. I'm I have another theory that just recently developed. I think a lot of it is <clears throat> that people don't want to be affiliated with, you know, the poor. And so but but if you go to a university and you have like the typical poor college student, kids eat it up. Like kids love that. It's a care package, you know, and like they're like I can't even afford lunch. <laughs> you know, like right. they don't even they almost are kind of proud of it. Where if you have somebody, you know, working night shifts at McDonald's, like, they're not proud of it. They're not, you know, and they hate it. And then, yeah, they end up, you know, having thoughts of socialism and communism and that whole So do you thing. think the big, the big uh, alleged socialist movement in our country is caused by people that work the night shift at McDonald's? I, you know, that's, that's a far, that's a stretch. But I'm just saying that I think, especially when you're working hourly, and let's say you have a slow night, you have a Monday night, and you're still making as much as somebody who's working on that the Friday night, and they're doing as much work. You know, I think I could definitely understand just starting to think, you know, I should just be like I spend most of my time here, and some days are you know hot, some days are slow. I think I should be paid like this all the time. I could see that, you know, kind of a universal basic income kind of thing. And what do we do? What if nobody wants? the job like it's one thing to say like oh i really love feeding people and i really love being able to interact with the community in a way where people can come and get food and they go and they live their lives but how i don't think we're gonna fill all the mcdonald's across this great nation with people like that i don't think they're all available so what do we do with the jobs that people don't want yeah i mean i think it's the culture that reflects the job i think you're right and i think you know i think moving to automated jobs like that isn't a bad thing but giving people jobs that are hard that you know they don't pay incredible but it's at least part of a culture that they're proud of i think that's the real important thing because they they feel like they're contributing and that they feel like they're being recognized for contributing there's some dignity dignity is important i think and that's why you have college students who hate you know who live these horrible lives but they're totally cool and they're totally proud of it because it's like yeah but i'm with all these you know you know i'm i'm with this you know this group that i'm really proud to be a part of and and that's a i mean this is no research i don't really know you know i'm just saying that's my you know when i'm when i'm high and i'm thinking really mm-hmm. elliot page formerly formerly ellen page can't even say that formerly ellen page this journey as a society has been really uh really rapid this past decade I think I uh I think I grew up thinking I was bi maybe but now that feels totally like trans exclusive and arbitrary so I'm probably like pansexual but in the Midwest 20 years ago that wasn't an option yet we didn't have that terminology Yeah so I kind of was thinking about this um outwardly I think an important part of the the um uh, of Elliot Page's sort of publication of of you know his uh, lifestyle transition, I think it's really inspiring and I think it's really important because it's not something we could have done 20 years ago. And I think it's really important to communicate to kids that they have the option to be uh, who they want to be, even if it's not their, you know, traditional kind of implication. And I, it, I don't think it's any of anyone's business. I think Elliot could have kept that to Elliot's self. Uh, but I think Elliot, but that's the thing is I think Elliot understands that that it's a positive influence for the movement. It probably took her a long time. Uh No, it's a part. It's important that you recognize it and you're learning. 
That's great. Idiot. So I reached out to a, a, a by Facebook group I'm in, and uh, and a, and a, a co-member described that being bi usually means you're attracted to at least two genders. Bi people are routinely attracted to trans people. Pan seems to mean that it isn't about gender. It's about the person, and pan people are a subset of bi people. At least that is her understanding. This is because they are attracted to people who are from at least two genders. Um, she goes on to say she's happy to be corrected. But So this is really where it took me, because a lot of people's responses to Elliot Page uh, introducing himself as Elliot Page uh, for the first time was that, uh, oh, I had a crush on Ellen Page. Is it weird that I had a crush on Ellen Page when Ellen Page is now Elliot Page? Which is already sort of shitty. And complicated. Also complicated. Um, and so it, linguistically, I feel like I got lost in the sauce. But uh, but ideologically, I feel like I figured it out on my end. But I feel like my curiosity was really that. Andrew of course, it's not news sorry. because of how Elliot Page is going to live Elliot Page's life. That doesn't make the story news. Elliot Page is free to do that as privately or as not privately as possible. But I just... Uh, my journey, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and you know, my issues growing up with the the culture we lived in regarding those things was was the way it was, and I just I think it's important to talk about these things for the sake of preventing that discomfort from later. It upsets a lot of people. Candace Owens is still upset that Harry Styles wore a dress a couple of weeks ago. So the duality is sort of uh, intoxicating. Now I don't know if we can ask him to start video. Do. Can I? Do, is that my privilege? I guess I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Can maybe make him the full. Perhaps. Um. Here at Shaker V Weekly, we are trying to continue growth in spite of COVID, and uh, we've had a couple guests on now, and we're continuing that tradition, um, or that uh practice here. With our next guest, we are just making sure that he is in the uh, in the round. Andrew, you can't hear me, can you? Great, really good. Ooh, did I hear a noise? No, that was I unmuted myself. You better not be. You better not be making noises. Weird. Weird. What? No, we're good. It's okay. not me. No, he'll figure that out. Where were we in my notes? I mean, we're solving all kinds of problems today. We're solving gender. We're solving the economy. Um, you went on the road. Really on the road to where we want. I just revealed that some of this is scripted. What is scripted? There's no script. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's ever been scripted? Nothing. <laughs> um... So, yeah, I mean, again, and Joe, I don't know your perspective on this kind of stuff. And people closer to your age, I don't know how the, that news um, can, uh, translates over. I mean, is that stuff that you think young people are paying attention to? Or is it something that just older people are fighting over? Um, I can't speak for the be on the behalf of everybody else because I'm, I think it's also because Boring. Just like, I'm a white man. It's like it's so – and I'm also busy. It's like it's really weird. I think some people don't have – Quite as much, I think, in their mind. Yo, got it to work, finally. Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, Andrew. I mean, I'm running a show here. How do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> oh, good. We're on the trap phone. 
yeah, the computer audio is not going to work. My computer's not set up for that. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, you're doing great. Some video. So, uh, Andrew, I want you to meet my my co-host, my friend here, um, Joseph. Joseph Peary, a uh, good friend of mine, former um, uh, music uh, associate, you know, and, and we do this podcast together now, mostly because I need an accountability partner. Um, now, uh, the reason I wanted to get with you is because um, I wrote some stuff down here. And Andrew, you can hear me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, great. So uh, I wanted to talk to um, we cleared up today. I thought maybe Andrew and I had gone to high school together, and it turns out we did not. He lived with some of my best friends from high school in college, and they all uh, studied together uh, at university, as they say. Um, but uh, Andrew's got some some new stuff going on in his life that I kind of I figured I wanted to find out about, but I also thought, why not do that here on Jacob V Weekly? So, um, Andrew, if you could just tell us, like, STL Tonight um, is your new platform your new channel if you will and uh, talk to those of us who may not know you about kind of just your journey to this point to the extent that you're comfortable who is andrew gieselman what is uh stl tonight and what can we look forward to from you uh all right um i guess i can start with um i i did something similar back in high school so this isn't like brand new to me um it was kind of just more of like a school-oriented news show i guess so um, kind of just like taking that format and applying it more to like everyday life is uh, the quick way to say it, if that uh, helps. Um, but so what I did before a, a, this is, yeah. and what I studied at university with Cameron and uh, Grant and the rest of those right. guys that went to Kirkwood from Rala um, was um, engineering. I did mechanical engineering. So went to Ford for a full-time job right out of college, worked there for five years as a launch engineer and um, kind of just followed launches around to different plants um, from Detroit down to Mexico and then back to Kansas city before I ended up leaving. So, okay. And so kind of get this here. So yeah, you have that normal um, sort of, you know, you venture out in your chosen career path and then, you know, you do some cool stuff and then you decide it's kind of not the place you want to be uh, at the time. So what leads you to starting a, sketch comedy show on youtube from that background um well i guess a lot of what i had to do at ford was really performance art when it came down to it um (laughs) like we we were discussing earlier um i did end of line testing so um essentially every day like every morning we'd have a big launch meeting and a lot of people from the plant would come to and we kind of present all the numbers from the day before and um so part of like you know i had to present to that every day and you know there's lots of different type of departments around the company all that stuff to you and make sure you're kind of talking to everybody making sure everyone's aware of what you're doing and like it's yeah you kind of want to make sure that whenever you're discussing an issue that you know the person you're discussing at there is aware of it and like able to speak to it instead of like caught off guard if that makes sense so yeah you're kind of like organizing things before you go in there so that things run smoothly and you don't get a lot of tough questions if that makes sense so yeah so there was there are certainly elements of uh your performance that that you want to carry over right and and sort of um ways that there's some of that executive functioning i guess that makes sense and um so we're early in this journey with you right how many episodes of scl tonight have there been thus far 
Um, there's been like two actual episodes, and then I did like a like a debut sketch. So that was kind of like a mini like episode like in a, of itself. Like a soft but, opening. Yeah, this next one will be like the third one. So great! I'm really excited to have uh, to have been a part of that, and we won't necessarily reveal any of the details there. But I just kind of wanted to talk about um, so some of the subject matter of our show is really really various in that it ranges from stuff that's in the news to stuff that's kind of following up from topics that we've covered previously. We, you know, I had to update everybody um, uh, about my local uh, McDonald's and Walgreens, both of which are in crisis. Um, What is kind of the overall subject matter of STL tonight that you're kind of grappling with? Um, Is it more topical current event stuff? Is it more observational? Is it, you know, kind of what's your kind of goal? Um, that's a good question. Um, I would say in a lot of ways it is observational kind of like current event stuff. Um, but at the same time, trying to, uh, present it in like, a you know, more of like a news format type of way, I guess. Um, really cool. Trying to like, you know, like, like that's, it's kind of why I have to like stay topical and like stay current is because it's more of like a news format. It's, it's hard to branch off from that and like do like something, um, so part of this way out there, part of this, then maybe we have it. I know you and me mentioned this, but so part of this is you're doing, um, stand up material, but from home without an audience, but not letting yourself necessarily, uh, abandoning that, that out, that art form as much as just, saying listen i still want to do it and so i'm going to be vulnerable and i'm going to do it without the laugh track or without the response that would that'd be so much more natural in the room so why is that a good vehicle for you to communicate uh for me it like forces out all of my issues i'd say like you know i can't really hide behind anyone else right. i can't hide behind the audience as much um which is good and bad i mean i, I do wish there's like an audience there that I could kind of use to as a try buffer stuff out and go farther into stuff yeah. but um yeah it, it it's just a different type of format to do it and like i mean really it's the only one i could do right now because all the mics are shut down for the most part right so yeah it's not like i mean because that's part of why we started a podcast is because we had talked about writing stand-up material and we were obviously fans of stand-up comedy as i guess everyone kind of is now um these mm-hmm. days you know but um so with you know, uh, and Joe has some experience locally working at a at a comedy club actually, and but yeah, that's just not an option, um, uh, right now. So kind of where um, is this an operation that you kind of want to keep mostly solo, or are you looking to build a uh, a cast of of uh, either characters or or supporting figures for the content you're producing? Uh, yeah, I definitely want to build on it. Um, it just, it's, it's one of those things that's like tough to do right now, really. So like, I mean, everyone's so, um, you know, everyone has to kind of stay distant from each other and it's hard to gather in bigger groups. So, uh, that's made it really difficult and kind of been, you know, the point of me minimizing it's like one person just in case I have to do it that way. If that, you know, were to happen type thing, you know, things fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes, Joe, please. So would you say that this that your that STL is STL tonight? Yeah, STL tonight. Would you say STL tonight is like your take on like the real St. Louis news? Like you have Fox Two now, but then you have your opinion of what is like the real St. Louis commentary. 
on what's happening. Is and it, is it well? That's the question. Is because I think we're talking about news, but really, it's more so as you would get the news in a monologue in a in a weekly talk show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a good question. Um, so I guess what I was kind of going for is yeah, it's like a fake news station in a lot of ways. Um, one of like the thoughts I had initially going into it, it would would like. You know, eventually someday maybe it could be live and it could be like more of a um yeah like tonight show type format but i guess for me it, it was nice to just kind of leave it open for now and see where it goes and just kind of start with the sketches and building out the format as you go that's um, kind of exactly what we've been doing here yeah. which is part of why I, I reached out originally is like our first couple episodes especially it's like it's free to put them out so we might as well learn in front of whatever potential mm-hmm. audience it's not like we're uh, immediately jumping in front of millions of people just by hitting send on Podbean and starting a podcast. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, yeah that, it's that's, definitely that's like learning sure. through like any kind of. I'm, I'm trying to think about the entertainment I consume mostly being right now, especially since quarantine, streamers, YouTubers, TikTok, podcasts. So it's stuff that you're obviously going to learn it while you're doing it. You're not going to start at the at the at the most refined version yeah yeah definitely i mean that that's why like i'm not really like charging money for it i'm not you know trying to make any money off of it it's more just like build it out for now um learn how yeah we'll learn how to go through the entire process um like what what i talked about earlier you know when i was doing something similar during high school i was just doing the acting i wasn't doing any of the editing like maybe doing a little bit of writing like kind of having input there but it was more of just like a team effort so this is yeah it's been a completely different um experience kind of just forcing myself to learn the rest of it so where should i send people people that say hey i need some new content uh where do where would you like people to find and follow you uh most immediately um i mean that's pretty good question for the most part like any i have like social media and like the same sort of uh you know username on every one it's just at STL tonight on like Facebook, Instagram. And so I'm uh, spelling that STL really yet at all. Um, YouTube is about the same way. So I'm, tonight, I'm, so, so I'm yeah, spelling wherever they want to go. So I'm spelling that STL space T O N I G H T. Uh, no space. Uh, and then T O N I T E. Knew it. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I, <laughs> cause you know, those kids, they spell shit different now. <laughs> It's all since yeah, all that well, texting. See, I, Ever I since we like let more, him have, I thought someone would have the other one as like like an actual news show. So I was like, no, oh, but this looks like really because that, that was part so. of the thing is I wanted to make sure I could link it for our um what what listeners we have that'll hear this immediately. And uh, uh, I heard about this, you know, your channel originally when your first sketch came out from some mutual friends just saying, hey, did you see that? Um, you remember Andrew? Yeah, he's he's got a YouTube channel. He put a sketch out. I'm like, oh, fun. And then, you know, I, I saw that you're kind of starting it from the ground up very much like how we're doing here. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's the opposite of what I wanted to do. Uh, like, well, earlier right. in the year, I was doing stand-up around town, like, January, February time. And, like, I'd perform maybe, like, eight or nine times. But, like, starting to get comfortable type thing, and then everything shut down. So just Oh, like, so oh, that's I crazy. So I didn't do that. I, I've never that. done um, stand-up um, for real. So... So you were already getting a groove, trying to learn this new art form uh, in a, in the traditional local kind of sense. And then that was all just kind of shut down. I mean, I, I'm, 
open mics will be the yep. last thing to come back. I would imagine. Sounds like they got sick of it. Oh my god! No, <laughs> write that one down. Jesus that, yeah. Christ! Uh, Thank God know, we're not live right now. Anyway, <laughs> you know, good time. Oh, I mean, I keep I keep telling myself, oh, I'm so lucky that I have a co-host, and then I get here, and I'm doing all the work. I got four computer screens up. I got two mouses going. I look like a crazy person. And then, oh yeah, he's been wine- 48 minutes. Joe's been sitting there, so he could say, oh, I guess they got sick of it. And then cue the the music from CSI Miami. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Nice. I guess you could say this one's on ice. Ah! Dun, 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 dun. Dumb, dumb. Oh. STL tonight, Andrew Gieselman. That's S T L T O N I T E. Uh, a. I guess I'd call you a new comedian in town, even though you're not new and your infatuation with comedy isn't necessarily new, but your kind of foray is definitely 2020 specific and something that um, uh, like us, you're kind of, uh, you're growing a new uh, avenue for yourself creatively. Can I ask you some questions just following up on some things that we've been talking about on the show that we need input on? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay, great. So first and foremost, who do you think has the right to the Holy land? Like, you mean Israel? Yeah. <laughs> Give an answer. I have no idea. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, you you want me to settle this for everyone around the world? Well, <laughs> no, that's the thing. I just, I asked our friend Alfred last week and he wouldn't touch the question, but it's really just, I don't have a, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm like a, I'm, I'm like a hobbyist Zen Buddhist. I'm not even a, a practicing religious figure of any kind. I have to be ordained. Uh, I'm a reverend. But I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to Mecca. You know what I mean? I'm not going to Jerusalem's. You know what I mean? That's just not my ambition. So people act like it's a controversial question. We can come back to it. Um, overall, how was your voting experience? Oh, you cut out. Oh, how was your voting experience? Um, It wasn't the worst. I mean, it, it took a little longer than what i was used to but son of a um, bitch what time of day did you go uh i went like around like two o'clock i figured that would be like the best to go were you voting in the county around then you were voting in the county yeah yeah i voted at like the i think it's like the twin oaks multi-purpose center or something it's right in front of the schnooks over there and did you um listen don't dox yourself um and did you see like a middle-aged man in a suit trying to tell you to go to a different polling place to skip the line uh no no one told me that okay alfred apparently was going around telling people to change polling places (laughs) as an election observer and i'm calling some shenanigans and i wanted to make sure that you were free of any of that influence so that's i'm checking that Um, off my list well actually technically like i think this year you could vote at any polling place so even if he did that i'd just be like you know whatever it's all you're not really supposed to do that it's all a part of the globalist agenda so listen we were talking off mic earlier about lion's choice you said there's a lion's choice in kansas city now yeah i think there's two out there that they just opened about a year or two ago not a sponsor not yet a sponsor uh what's your typical order at lion's choice um i'm not too crazy i usually go with like the original roast beef meal but every once i'll do like the large like chicago style one or whatever which one's that with the peppers yeah oh that is fucking good that's a sleeper hit that's one you forget about 
I'm gonna get that right now. Yeah, that's just a sometimes word now. But oh right, but just if you needed that little extra pep in your life, uh, I'm usually a king. I used to for years I was king beef and Swiss, and then my wife said, "Hey, how come you get the Swiss when the cheddar is like a nacho cheese sauce?" And I said, "God damn it, you're yeah. right. I've been suffering with this." Oh yeah, I didn't say that. I I did get the cheddar too. I, I do it. Yeah, I beef do. and cheddar combo classic. Uh, I mean, and with the fry, you get a little, you get a little piece of Dr. Pepper or something. What's your drink? Uh, yeah, I'll go with Coke sometimes, Dr. You, Pepper a lot of times. Yeah. Whatever I'm feeling that day. Really? And you're not a diet guy. You're a full fructose? Yeah, full speed ahead, man. Full speed ahead, straight to the dick. Same. Listen, have you played, <laughs> um, have you played Cyberpunk 2077 yet? <laughs> No, no, I've just been seeing like memes and all that stuff about it. So. Yeah, so I mean, we were talking earlier that we really feel the need for more penis options. There's only like five presets for dick, and apparently five only one dick. vagina. And I didn't know how you felt about that, but you're not—you don't have a dog in that fight. You're saying? Yeah, I don't really even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, in the game, so you can customize your avatar, and one of the things that everyone was all excited about was that you actually got to customize the genitals. No joke. I can't make this stuff up. It's not fun for me. I take no joy in this. And then we, oh, then we so get I, there. Yeah, I did see a meme that it was uh, like, I thought it was like just a glitch that it happened, but yeah. Nah, yeah, but there's only one, <laughs> there's only one vagina and there's only like four dicks. So it just hit us the wrong way over here. And I just, I didn't know if you had a hot take, but that is totally okay. So Andrew, again, I really appreciate your time. And um, I would love to cross promote some of the work we did this afternoon together when that becomes available. You're talking about posting sketches weekly. Um, it's it's really tough to like turn them out that quickly at this point. Um, but hopefully by like the end of this week, I could get it out. I yeah. guess, uh, like Saturday, I think it was like at the latest. So I, I had the other one fil- like the other sketch film for this week and was already starting to edit that. So I love that. Um, what we did was actually like pretty should be pretty easy to edit too i I would think so no i was happy with the quality and the lighting and the stuff we were getting i'm really excited about it i'm not going to leak more information but guys so uh andrew gieselman stl tonight find him on youtube follow him on all social mediums expect updates from uh uh us on uh stl tonight for the show and andrew i'd love to see you back again when you have more content you want to uh promote and whatnot and i really appreciate your time today Oh, yeah, dude, I definitely appreciate you helping me out also. And, uh, yeah, whenever you want, just hit me up, and I'll be down to jump on. Down the clown. Andrew, thank you so much. I'll follow up with you here in a bit once we're done. All right, sounds good. Peace Have out. a good night, buddy. See ya. See ya. He's a sweet boy. You can go ahead and end that meeting there. My goodness. Joseph, how was your trip? My uh, My trip. To the restroom just now. Oh, it was great. I mean, you have a really phenomenal setup in there. In the bathroom? Mm-hmm. I've been working on it. I felt like it was kind of in shambles for a little bit. The soda machine is a nice touch. Well, I've been trying to cut back on going to McDonald's so often. So I said, you know what? If you can't go to the Diet Coke, bring the Diet Coke to you. It's like a full industrial McDonald's station. What do you get that? Like, like a. Is that like a. How do you. It's. um. You go to Restaurant Depot, and you can get the whole shit. You can get the whole depot. That's dope, man. Yeah, and the pipes just run underground down to... um, Alongside the pee pipes. Right. Yeah, there's pee pipes, and then there's pop pipes. 
That's great. I, I can like I run the club soda as I'm peeing. It kind of creates a nice flow. Wow. I get really nervous. Wow. I figured the club soda was one you didn't have to change very much. Guys, that's another great episode of Jacob V Weekly. We're really, really getting there. We're really getting somewhere. I'm really excited with the guests we've had. I feel like we're building a cast of friends with the show. These are all people that um, I'm really excited to not just have had on the show, but I'm excited to get updates from them as we go through it. Joe's making fun of me talking with my hand. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, whatever. You can also find original music by Jacob V platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Deezer, Bangin'. You can find Bandcamp, an old band of mine that I love, a 